we can start this episode hammer time episode 23 i think um right now the college football top six are being revealed in like five minutes so kind of be able to update live here as we go just on thoughts and opinions everybody will be able to see it when it comes out obviously in real time um let's just touch first on the year b the year so far i think i'm up 15 or 1600 bucks so somewhere in the neighborhood of 30-ish units on a year in college football and similarly in NFL. Yes, a little bit more in NFL, maybe 38 units in NFL, 30, 36 units, somewhere around 36 units in college football. So almost plus 100 units, which is the mark that I wanted to be at. Um, you I, have anything I, to say? No, I, what I, yeah, what I have to say is that's that's remarkable. I mean that that is that is a really outstanding result and one you should be very proud of and and um, I don't think too many people can match what you're doing and especially people that are willing to give away um, their work so um, I think you're to be commended on the work you've done and uh, the spirit in which you're offering it to everybody who's willing to follow you and I mean that sincerely you've you've done an outstanding job well. Yeah, you're the biggest, uh, you're first on the list of sponsors and first on the list of people that I like to talk about this stuff with. And I uh, I probably wouldn't have been, you know, I wouldn't really be doing these episodes every week if it wasn't for you. So thank you for uh, being here with me. And uh, I really do enjoy it. I enjoy kind of chopping it up and talking shop and just kind of letting my hair down for a second. And uh, this is nice. This is nice that we've done this. This is nice that we've, you know, been profitable this year. I've been profitable now for so many years in a row, and I wasn't expecting when I started this podcast and the feed on Twitter, you know, for the this huge following to just occur in a year. I knew that I was going to have to have a good first year, like officially tracking. Um, I don't think my record is super indicative of the success that I've had. Uh, because it, it does factor in like when I place parlays, like crazy parlays, which we did a lot of um, earlier on. We haven't done as much recently, but 143 <clears throat> and 132 is my overall record in college football. Uh, plus $1,600, which is about 36 units, like I said. Um, I like to just throw this out there just to see because I think it's important that people know. I am 6-0 and on TCU for about 900 bucks i am six and zero on south carolina for about 800 bucks um i'm eight and two on usc for about 300 bucks so there's a number of teams in there i really don't miss too much on like the same team the worst team that i've done this year in college has been bowling green i'm zero and three and those made you know majority because of a large bet that i made on them um Let's see. I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about that shit, but um, it is important. And I do want, you know, I, I do want to echo kind of what you said. I've had a good record. And if you've listened and paid attention, then uh, you've been rewarded. And uh, a lot of the picks are ugly and you don't love them, but that's kind of where we are. While I'm sitting here watching, I know you have the Miami game on. Um, the yeah. Miami hey, be- before we get into that, and I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but I, I think you've raised an important point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I say this with all humility and transparency, as far as how I bet this year is yep. 
you know, your record, your your one loss record is is very good, but it's not um, off the charts. Yeah. Your the the profit is what's off the chart, and I think the reason for that is you have made some of those exotic parlays and big unit high conviction bets, uh-huh. and it's hard for people to follow those it's, or or to 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 uh, tail those. It's hard for me to tail them, uh-huh. and, and you as know a result, doing, as yeah. re- well, but as a result of not tailing them. Um, you, you know, I haven't won as much money as you have because I've been just trying to have a winning record and all that. And, and, and my point is, I don't think that's going to get it done. You know, you got to stick, you, you got to stick your neck out there and take a shot and hope it hits. And you've done that. So would you comment a little bit more on that as far as your approach? Because I think that would be helpful for people to hear. So, and I wish Milkman was here. We, just getting him and it, with the baby and stuff, it's hard to kind of get him here every week. And we've had trouble now for several weeks in a row. I didn't even extend the offer tonight just because I figured it was going to be a no. But over the years, I have developed this where I pick a team and I, I like I like a team so much. It's easy to watch certain teams, you know, especially if they're fun. They have high power offense and you can really see what they're doing. Um, I'd like to stick to those three or four teams that I really like. And I have those high conviction plays on because I know how they perform. I know what they bring to the table. And I know overall, this is the most important thing. They're consistent in what they're doing each week. And like I said, luckily for me, like this year, it was TCU in Tennessee. Um, I'll even throw in like South Carolina there. I Obviously, they just beat Tennessee. Um, that shook everything up. But that's another team that I've watched, and I've been like, well, they have the Jimmys and Joes, and Shane Beamer is a hell of a coach. You know, I like what they're doing. It's similar to how I was with Baylor last year. Like, I was all over that shaping guy. He has not turned out to be – really, I don't let him – they haven't really let him run the offense. But Dave Aranda and Shapen last year, that was them. Um Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin last year, that was them. That was who I was on all last year, those two teams. So you're talking about when you bet those teams every single week and they each go, you know, eight and four against the spread, well, then you're you're 16 and eight just right there when you dial it in like that. So it's it's good. It's, it's a good strategy that I've come up with, and I like doing it this way. Um, it's easy to kind of get lost in all the sauce of college football. There's so much stuff going on, right? There's so many games. You and I, I think we're on the same page here. We watch the Mac because we're in the region and the area appeals. The Big Ten is kind of what, you know, I know, and I'm thinking what you know, just geographically, we're we're here as well. Those are the bigger, you know, primetime things. The ACC is easy for me to turn off. I don't think it's that good of football, and it doesn't really – none of those schools appeal – now, the West Virginia interest, you know, keeps me in the Big 12. And then I've always just liked kind of – I'm up late anyway, and I'm always out hanging out watching sports. So getting to watch the Pac-12 late at night and enjoying those games and seeing that kind of West uh, West Coast offense stuff, that gets me going. And then the SEC is easy to follow. It's all day, every day. Um, you obviously do a much better job in the fun belt. You're like a Coastal Carolina machine. Uh <laughs> I don't know as much about them and I kind of stay out of that stuff. So, 
I would call I would call the Sun Belt um, Mac type football with better talent. Um, it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty exciting up and down the field football. And I what what I've noticed over the last five to ten years is those conferences used to be about even, and I think the Sun Belt has really eclipsed the Mac. Uh, I think the transfer portal has helped that uh, that conference a ton. Uh, yeah. They're they're getting the SEC kid that might not be getting to play, and you know they slide into a coastal or an Appalachian state and they play and they do well and they get drafted. But yeah. um, before we get off of that, um, staying on your topic of teams that trend and are consistent. Would it be safe to say, I mean, I, I know the injury to Hooker is just devastating, and that's really kind of taken Tennessee off the map here. But um, would you say right now that, the, that another one of those teams that's kind of peaking at the right time that you're really on and really pro on is the USC Trojans? I would. Uh, I really would. I think that an earlier loss in the season – at Utah, remember we were kind of we were kind of talking about the helmets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, that's you know a one point loss at Utah uh, isn't a ton. You know that's not like getting completely disrespected and just like moving yourself down the ranks all the way. Um, they've got a great thing going. Like I said earlier on the first episode I did this season, they had fifty something, sixty something guys on the roster. 48 of the guys just came there this year. So it wasn't like I was expecting them to come out of the gates on all cylinders, but they are, you know, I think they're 10 and one right now. Uh, they're the top of the PAC 12. Caleb Williams has obviously reestablished himself in this Heisman uh, discussion, especially if Corum isn't able to go hooker with the ACL now. And now you're really talking about, in my mind, that's got to be Duggan, Williams, Stroud, and I don't know, Stetson Bennett. And that's a long shot. Uh, That's a long shot. But, yeah, I am. USC, for me, I haven't done super well betting on them this year. But I have been on the – you know, I've been a believer and I've been on the right side. That's actually a good segue into this next um, topic here. USC went from seventh last week to sixth now this week. Uh, LSU is – five tcu four michigan three ohio state two georgia one we aren't going to spend a ton of time here but there are implications and that's where some of my picks are going to be based off of these implications that for this week so um i think that's kind of crazy i think with usc if usc goes out there and they beat notre dame even by a touchdown or 10 points which is likely what it's going to be if you ask me um I think there's no way that USC is going to be kept out of this thing. I just can't, I can't, can't believe it. And TCU uh, playing at Iowa state this weekend and the season, and then having to play in the big 12 championship. I still think there's an opportunity for something weird to happen there. Uh, that will likely be Kansas state. As long as Kansas state holds on versus Kansas, but uh, TCU looks good. You can't deny anything that they've done this year. They are awesome offensively. Defensively, I'm afraid that USC and them would have a track meet and they'd put up over 100 points. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts because this is a good segue. Ohio State-Michigan this week. Obviously, this is the big game, right? This is the game. Uh, I think regardless of who you're picking or taking, 
I don't think the winner of the or I don't think the loser of this stays in the in the in the top four there. Do you? No. Yeah. Um I I think there's a mess in the SEC, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um the the committee and I think the media and, and let's face it, money talks, they they desperately want to get a Pac twelve team in this playoff and have a legitimate reason to do so. Yep. So, you know, assuming USC wins out, and that's an if, but if that happens, they're going in um, over a one-loss Big Ten team. And and, I, and I'm and i not going to sit here and dog the Big Ten, but I, it, it's a two-team conference. I mean, it, 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 is. I, it is. You know, so – People can argue with that and, and have, and I've gotten in heated arguments with Big Ten fans about this, but yeah, yeah I I don't think I don't think a one loss Big Ten team is getting in. I think there's gonna be one Big Ten team in the playoff and it's uh you know, whoever doesn't lose. Yep, I agree with you. because uh, the following week, the winner of this game, the following week will then play one of three teams. It'll either be Iowa, Purdue, or Minnesota. Um, and neither, none of those teams are really going to stick it to anybody. I don't think, um, that being said though, those three teams, uh, two of them are on my card this week because obviously they have something to play for. Uh, and I like those spots there where, you know, it's the last game of the season before the respective conference championships. So it means a lot to, to those teams, Iowa this week, you know, I've shit on Spencer Petrus all season. Um, and they're going to be out with their best offensive player, Laporta, but Iowa is one I'm leaning heavily towards right now. Uh, they're a minus, they're they're a minus ten uh, at home versus Nebraska, um, and that's just I, kind of yeah. An I like I like that pick. Yeah, and they're you know that's to be you know the team that makes it to the Big Ten championship. So um, versus the winner of uh, Ohio State Michigan. So yeah, who Kenny? Who who did Iowa play week one where I think they only scored like three points? <laughs> who? Uh, Northwestern. Uh, yeah, think, so or, Matt, I mean, that's a pretty good. Uh, they, yeah. the, they, they've held it together out there. That's a pretty good coaching job to keep that team together, and they've they've oh. gotten better. I mean, who yeah. would have thought they'd be playing for a Big Ten title? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and they're you know they're not they're nothing special. They're not going to blow anybody away. Actually, I'm looking right now. They aren't even. I don't even think they're ranked on the top twenty five. Which just kind of goes to show, like Ole Miss is eight and three, and they're ranked twentieth. So there's, you know, the SEC is just so spread out, and that's kind of a, been a talking point. Uh, we don't need to really harp on that anymore. Yeah, but yeah Iowa, you know, Big Ten is just kind of not there as far as the SEC. Um, so yeah, I agree with you though. I do want to just touch on that. I I do agree. I think um, the winner of this game is going to stay around where they are, two or three in the rankings. No one's going to surpass Georgia, um, not this week anyway. And um, you know, I think whatever Iowa State, I would hate to go at TCU going in there to Iowa State. I don't know what that spread is right now. I'm guessing it's somewhere around ten, but um, TCU minus ten that would be. And um, Iowa State's, you know, as as shitty as they are, um, I wouldn't want to go in there to have to finish off the season, especially the kind of look of a head spot for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, Iowa has won four of their last five uh, and three of them by pretty convincing margins. So Iowa's looking like the team to me that it's going to be. 
Uh, another big one here, and this is kind of near and dear to you, Tulane, Cincinnati. I don't have too much on it. I have UCF to win the uh, AAC, so this game is kind of irrelevant for me. UCF is on my card, though, as that's the other team that's in that little three-headed race there with Tulane and Cincinnati. So uh, UCF has to know that, you know, if they bury whoever they're playing this weekend, they're going to be in there versus Tulane or Cincinnati, uh, you know, the winner of that game. So UCF, for those purposes, are on my card. Do you have any feelings on that Tulane-Cincinnati? I think with UC being at home, uh, I I think that actually works – That. Uh, honestly works to their favor, or obviously I meant to say works to their favor. Um, My concern with UC is the penalties, the the undisciplined, Uh, you know, they, they, they can't afford to do that crap anymore and win these games. You know, you bring up UCF, UCF has beaten both Tulane and Cincinnati. So not, they're not going to be afraid of either one of those teams in the conference title game. Um, I honestly haven't had time to follow um, ben Bryant this week. I know he left the game with a concussion. Do you know if he's good to go this week or what his status is? I thought I saw his status as undisclosed, and I think they'd probably lean towards Prater starting that game. Um, I I don't know that for a fact. So I, for that reason right now, that's the only reason I haven't touched that game. Not that I think it makes a huge difference if you're betting on um, UC – but in this spot for me, and as my card is labeled this week, nothing personal. Uh, I'm going to upset a lot of Ohio State fans. I'm, I'm on Michigan. Um, I would lean actually, you know, towards Tulane in this game as well. Uh, but UC, I'm terrible at betting UC. I'll say that too. That UC somehow is not on my little list of teams that this app has auto-generated for me. Uh, which means I must not have done as bad this year as I thought. But normally I'm pretty bad at betting on UC. So, um I don't know. Well, I, I I'm I'm going to beg to differ with you a little bit here on that game, and I know you want don't want to spend this whole podcast talking about the UC game, but I I think it matters greatly who the quarterback is. You do, yeah. <clears throat> and, and 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 nothing against Prater, but you put him in a game of this magnitude when he really hasn't played that much, and he uh-huh. really hasn't been asked to throw the football at all. Yeah. Um. There is a huge difference in terms of proven ability to throw the football up and down the field between Prater and Bryant. So yeah. if Bryant can't go at all, um, and I'd love to be wrong here, but if, 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 if Prater plays this whole game, I think the, the advantage swings to Tulane. I really do. And it's nothing against Prater. It's just you're putting that poor kid in a – in a, a really tough spot against a really good football team. And, and he hasn't had the opportunity to play much this year. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> my yeah. guess, my guess is you see is playing their cards close to the vest. They're, they're probably getting them both ready to play mm-hmm. and, and they're not going to tell you who's going to play. And, and in fact, they might both play. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you're right. I think that they mo- they uh, might both play, but I know that uh, Tulane is offensively, you know, they're pretty sharp. I'm not sure. UC's defense um, has not taken that many steps back. I, originally on in the year, I thought that they would really take a couple steps back. And uh, to me, their defense still does a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, I think their defense is still pretty legitimate. So I, I have no issue there with the with the UC pick. I, like I say, I I would lean Tulane. I don't know that you know it's it, it's a nothing personal card mainly for I'm taking Michigan. Um, no, this isn't personal. This is business. Yeah, I mean, that's you're, correct. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're taking you're taking Michigan. Correct. Yep. I what's am. the I'm, spread? What's the spread in that game? Seven and a half is where it is. It stands wow. right now. Yeah. And I think right. that's waiting on the news of Corum, and that's what I'm doing. Um, he is a difference maker, and I'd expect him fully to be able to go on this one. And this, he got hurt in the first half of that game last week, and he still came in in the second half and had one or two attempts rushing. So that tells me that, you know, he was at least good enough to get it, get it going for a game. I think when you're talking about working it up and, you know, taking this week to kind of get right and then, you know, working up um, to the big game, I think that you're, you're, they're going to find a way to make sure he's out there on the field. Um, and that's all I'll really say about that. So let's just run through it. Let's hear your card here before, because I have 11 picks, like I said, and I'd like to hear yours uh, first. I, Kenny, I haven't, I haven't constructed a card yet, so I'm yeah, going to keep so. my card. My, my only card right now involves the game I'm watching while I'm talking to you, and that's yep. my alma mater, the Miami of Ohio Redhawks, yep. playing Ball State. The Ball State Cardinals in Oxford, Ohio. Both teams are five and six overall, three and four in the MAC. The winner goes to play in the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> uh, the loser goes home with nothing on the couch. Yep. And uh, you know, I'll just say this: I'm, I'm in the process of losing both bets on this game. I bet Miami of Ohio money line to win the game. They're down seven nothing with a minute and a half to go in the first quarter, and I took the over 44 in the game. Obviously, we've seen seven points scored in the first quarter, so um, I it, it'd be really fun not to lose both of these bets tonight. And you know, every time I stick my neck out. <laughs> And bet on Chuck Martin, uh, the head coach of the Red Hawks. It, he always, I always lose. Always, mm-hmm. I'll sit back here and not touch Miami for six, seven weeks. They'll go out and win a couple games. I'm like, oh, I'll bet on them. You know, I love Miami. Blah blah blah, and lose. <laughs> and uh, so, it, yeah. So it, if anyone wants to, well, whatever. It's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> Tuesday night action. That's what I got. So no one's probably very interested in that game. So let's move on to your 11 pick card. So I have, uh, this is the nothing personal. I've, I've stayed away from labeling cards. Um, and I'm just gonna, you know, hopefully this doesn't come back around and bite, but, uh, I've been on fire recently. I, I can't tell you how hot I've been. I, I was like eight and five in college football for plus 17 units. And I was, somewhere in that same neighborhood for NFL. I think NFL, it, congratulations, the Bengals beat the Steelers this week. Our offense is freaking awful. It's nauseating to watch. I want to uh, talk I want to talk not about the game, but I want to yeah. talk about something with your whole Steelers thing when we get done. I want to make sure yeah. you get through yep. through your car, but I do have one further question on that. Yep, that sounds good. Uh, All right. So, uh, first game is going to be Iowa minus 10. Like I said, Laporta, I think they're leaning towards uh, keeping him out of the game. He's that big tight end. Um, he is a 
you know, he's a staple in that offense. And I know it sucks. You know, you're, you're probably going to lean on them. I would wait to take this line until Saturday. I think if you do get word that he is officially out, this maybe drops a point or two. And you might be able to get to a weird, like, nine area. Uh, still, I lean Iowa 5-1 and one against the spread last six. They're kind of – that's kind of just goes – they're shocking teams. They're shocking us. They're shocking betters. They're shocking the uh, sports world. They have a top-five scoring defense at home. Uh, Ten is a lot of points, I know. But uh, they're kind of rolling, and uh, they're kind of figuring it out. They've won five straight. Nebraska has lost five straight, and this is kind of a dumpster fire team, in my opinion. Iowa just really has no quit. Um, they really don't. And like you kind of mentioned, alluded to earlier, they've done a great job with what they have. Uh, and they're kind of like an Illinois-type team, in my opinion, where the defense is pretty stout, pretty solid. And uh, Nebraska just stinks. Uh, Tulane, I'm going to just leave the plus two there. I'm leaning that direction, and it's not an official pick. Army, um, four and one against the spread last five. Army, minus 20. They're playing UMass, who is the, the Minutemen, who is seven and 13 against the spread in the last 20. Army is built to last, and they are built tough. Uh, this is a Minutemen, a UMass team, one and 10. It seems like they are ready to fold up shop and head for the offseason. Uh, especially at Army just beating the rock up and down the field. I think uh, this gets Army, I think, to a bowl game. I think they're 5-6, and six, so I think this gets them to a bowl game. And I could be wrong on that, but I like them. 4-1 and one against the spread last five. 20 is not that many points, um, considering, you know, what – I know they like to milk it and go slow up and down the field, but I don't think UMass could be able to move the ball on them, and uh, I think they're just going to kind of take over and just – turn into domination mode <laughs> i might get canceled for this next pick <coughs> it's actually not even being played anymore but uh i was going to take virginia tech minus one and a half uh, i know those virginia guys are would have went out there very very inspired with the with the recent tragedy uh rest in peace that's terrible with what's going on there uh, but Virginia Tech at home is just rowdy and uh, there's been a, a lot of distractions for Virginia this year uh, I would have taken the Hokies there in Blacksburg. Um, Virginia, just kind of tough situation they have going on there. USC minus five. The stars are aligning and everything is kind of coming to fruition here for Caleb Williams. This and the Pac-12 uh, championship are the only two things in the way for him being Heisman, in my opinion, and uh, you know contending in the playoffs. Louisville plus three and a half. This is Malik Cunningham's last game. Kentucky is on a downward spiral. They are fast and physical, and uh, I think they're going to be a problem. They kind of look a little bit like a miniature Georgia team, if you ask me. Um, they're very, very physical, and they're very quick. They run a lot of side-to-side, and then they beat you downfield. Uh, he's going to play lights out. Uh, it's Cunningham, in my opinion. Uh, What's going on with Kentucky? Do, are they, do they have injury problems? I think – Everybody was really high on that Will Levis, and uh, he just hasn't had the season that everyone's thought that he would with some injuries and some kind of rough losses and really not a whole lot of offensive firepower. Uh, I just I like I like Malik Cunningham to kind of go out there and kind of do his best Lamar. Um, I, I like the under here as well. Um, so I don't know. Will Levis and Kentucky just kind of been struggling. They played a tough game last week too against Georgia, which I think 
you know, being in a game like that for so long, I think it was only six, nothing at halftime. Like they were in it. And then I think the final ended up being like 16, six or something like that. So just kind of playing physical, getting beat up by those big guys and then having to come back and play a totally different style offense in Louisville. Um, you know, I like Louisville there plus three and a half. Uh, another game I got here, Illinois minus 14, and I have the under 37. That is against Northwestern. Uh, you already know how I feel about, about Northwestern. I, that's another category of team I put in that dumpster fire category. Illinois, outside of like one game this year, which was Michigan State, they have done such a good job with this under and controlling the spread. Uh, I know they aren't at home here, but they are the much better team. And like I said earlier, this game, you know, all these kind of Big Ten teams here at the end of the season, these games kind of mean something for everybody who's not Ohio State and Michigan, too. So uh, Illinois is not in that side, and they aren't in that race with Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota. But uh, still an important game and, you know, cap off a strong season. Alabama, Auburn, under 49. I would not be shocked here if Alabama covers the 22 as well, but I'm not touching it. Auburn, I don't think is going to be able to get anything going against Alabama. And, um, you know, those Alabama guys, they don't really have too much to play for at this moment in time. There's not really a way in for them uh, unless there, you know, is, but which I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, We've seen crazier things in college football and Alabama's always in there, but at this moment in time, I, I could see this being like a 35 to three game or something like that. All right. Question on that, mm-hmm. Kenny. Um, is Lane Kiffin going to be the next Auburn head coach? I think so. Yeah. Really? No podcast on that earlier. And actually two of the guys from Barstool have like a little bet with each other. Um, I think he is just kind of a lot of cryptic stuff going on. And I think he met with some people about those sort of decisions today, earlier, just earlier today. So kind of conflict of interest i'm not even sure really if you're allowed to do that but lane kind of beats his own drum anyway um i have uh a couple quick ones here i'll just (laughs) rattle off i have georgia tech plus 35 and a half versus georgia that's a ton of points but uh rivalry game and georgia doesn't really have too much that you know they just got to kind of coast and win this so 35 and a half is the key the key thing there georgia tech had a nice little win there last week um I don't think they're that bad of a football team. I've bet on them a number of times this year, mostly in that underdog role. And uh, they do okay as an underdog there. I have Florida plus nine and a half. That's against Florida State. I do think Florida State wins this one, but Florida, uh, Florida State, huge rivalry game. I like this a lot. I think uh, totally, and like you kind of picked Florida too a couple times this year. Florida totally goes with that quarterback there. AK, what's I can't remember Richardson. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Richardson. Oh man, he is either the best quarterback on Saturday or the worst quarterback on Saturday. He is like one or the other, and there's nothing in between. So I'd expect him to get up here. Florida State's a good team, but nine and a half seems like too much. Uh Washington is sneaky. They had, you know, I kind of shit talked them earlier on in the season. I have them minus two here versus Washington State. I know the you know they're at Washington State late night weird stuff Pac-12 but Washington really is to me the better team. Like we said earlier, I have Michigan plus seven and a half. Um, I have UCF minus nineteen and a half. This is a you know get them to where they want to be type of game, and I think that they can roll. 
Uh, and I have South Carolina plus 14 and a half. South Carolina is playing at Clemson. And again, Clemson has already kind of established they're going to be in there for the um, ACC championship. So a loss here, I don't think really kills them. It's going to be UNC versus Clemson regardless. So uh, that's really where I stand. I'm trying to find real quick because I didn't write it down. UCF plays... UCF play South Florida. South Florida is one in 10 and they are bad. They're bad, bad. Yeah. No, I like it. Hey, um, any way we could come up with some kind of exotic, exciting, um, multi-layered parlay involving Colorado state and Hawaii just for, just for the hell of it. Sure. Yeah. We can come up with something. We'll come up with something and we'll tweet it out by Saturday. All right. Yeah, I'm not. Right. What's your Steelers question? All right. Well, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a Twitter troll. I'm not out there listening to everybody go at it with one another. But you seemed highly irritated this week, yeah. um, as though you had been catching a lot of flack from Bengals fans, and yeah. you, you, you got pretty like just downright aggressive and militant toward Bengals fans this week. What's I know you're. A, I know you and your family are loyal, diehard Steelers fans. You know, yep. lifelong, and I totally respect that. It's cool. But what's uh, what's up with what's up with you and the Bengals fans this week? I obviously, you know, all my friends Bengals fans. I have a couple Giants buddies, Knock and Berg. I have a couple guys, but the majority, ninety nine percent, are Bengals fans. I am so tired over the years where we would go two and zero against you guys regular season, and you know, or even one and one. You know, we split one and one, and then the last couple of years, obviously, we we've been you know off. We haven't been the normal Steelers that you guys are used to seeing. We still play you hard every time, and I'm tired of I'm tired of getting the text. I don't mind the shit talking before. If you're you're messaging me like you guys are gonna get killed today, you know. Uh, ben Roethlisberger stinks. Why'd you guys draft Kenny Pickett? Blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm fine with all that. That stuff is all good. It's the it's the text with about 30 seconds left in the game, it, because it happens every time. Where like you even did it this week, where people send me a text with like two minutes left, and they go "suck it, Steelers" or you know whatever, <laughs> and and then. Five seconds later, a big play happens, and then they're thinking to themselves, oh, my God, we might lose this because you guys have seen it before. It's happened a number of times now, and I'm just tired of the, the after the fact. If you're going to have something to say about it, just be consistent and start with it up front, which you did. You, you did. My buddy Higgins, who's been on this podcast, he did. Majority of my friends and you know people that I kind of joke with about this stuff, they do. But it's the couple people I get every year that just they'll wait till the, you know, double zeros on zeros across the board before they have any sort of, you know, balls or stomach to say anything about it. That's the stuff that gets me upset. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah, it's real easy to talk shit after there's triple zeros on the clock. Right. (laughs) And that's the stuff that because I I like, you know, I I like Joe Burrow. I root for Joe Burrow. Yeah. When he's not playing the Steelers, you know, I want him to be you know, the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think he's up there, but yeah, I have no, no, I, I, I get it. Even. I don't even, you know, yeah, I they don't, they, I don't care at all. You know, I, if they are, if dealers aren't going to do well, Bengals go for it. Do, do your no, thing. I get it. I, it was just, uh, 
I just thought I'd ask because you're you're usually a pretty even keel dude that just you know kind of loves everybody and has fun. And I could tell that yeah. somebody or some people were were kind of yeah. um, getting under your skin this week. So that's why I asked. Yeah, and it's a frustrating Steelers team. And then Mike Hilton, I you know that's tough. That's just tough when you got a guy who was really good in your organization and he goes to the other, you know, he goes to you guys. And I, I love seeing, I don't even think it was a penalty what he did, but um, you know, I love seeing that, you know, he got a penalty called on him. So I, it's all that sort of stuff. It's, it's most, you know, it's all in jest really, but I know we stink. We're three and seven rookie quarterback. I'm not too worried about it this year. I'm all, all the good luck and success to you guys the rest of the season. Well, I th- I think Pickens is going to be a really good quarterback. Um, yeah, I do too. Eventually, just not yeah. right now. All right, fair enough. Yep. It's hard to be a good quarterback when you don't have an offensive line. Yeah, um, absolutely, we saw that with Joe Burrow for a couple of years. So, yep. all right, good enough. Let's move on. All right. Well, that's all I got, B. So, I mean, this wraps up the regular season. Um, nothing else left for me. Um, I got nothing. I I got no closing thoughts from Mark's comments. Uh, regardless, I can't lose enough units this week for it to be a negative season. So if you tail the picks, um, thank you. I appreciate it. This is only season one. I'm getting new logos made professionally. Uh, I'm going to start having um, visuals come out with all of my picks. Um, so it's going to be a different different look next year when we do this. There's going to be a lot more advertising and um, visuals going on and likely we'll have a video, um, you know, page as well attached with the podcast. So are there going to be Kenny Betts, um, car magnets to go on the doors of the new Corvette, the Kenny Betts company car? Are those coming? Yes, there will be, there will be all sorts of stuff. There's going to be merch. There's going to be all sorts of t-shirts, magnets, you know, koozies, anything you can think of. We're going to do it. Have you decided on a, on a, a a gear vet like are you going to go under armor adidas nike any decisions made on that for the kenny Betts hoodies <laughs> honestly if i could i think i would go starter you know the starter jackets <laughs> i think i'd go starter <laughs> that'd be great yeah right. just for the vibration's sake yeah all right. Ha- All right. Hey, have have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. You and your family, you guys enjoy the time together. Uh, everybody listening, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays coming up here. Thank you guys again for listening and riding. And uh been a great season. Let's have one more good week here before we wrap it up. Hammer time.